Welcome everyone to the Holstein House Podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good morning, all y'all. How are you on this cold and blustery morning? <clears throat> Our temperature's been dropping since this morning. It was like 42 or something like that on the front porch this morning and it's been dropping and the wind's blowing and it's even cold down here in the bunker so um i've been thinking may have to relocate back upstairs for the winter because it's it's chilly down here it really is so this is tuesday november the 28th 2023 and it's episode 119 of the holstein house broadcast answering your questions on hosting a B&B from your home, your food pantry, food preparation and storage questions, and more. And uh, in the more category, today's broadcast, we're going to discuss seasonal affective disorder and uh, also some holiday routine things if, uh, if we get to them this morning. And I encourage you at any time to say hello. I'll do the best that I can to catch it and say hello back to you while we're live. Sometimes I get a little tunnel vision going on and, and I don't see the comments coming in. But I love to have them. Love to have you. Love to hear what you have to say. And um, love to hear from where you are. I mean, we we can go and look at our analytics and see the the countries and uh, and things where the uh, the viewers are coming from. We can't like zoom down on your house or anything like that, but we get a general, uh, especially on our podcast because Podbean gives us a general idea of where the downloads are coming from, the cities or not the cities, but the countries and uh, areas of the world where they're coming from, the times of day that they're coming from. And I just love to be able to put names to some of that information, um, even if it is just your stage name <laughs> or your uh, your um, uh, Noster name or your um, podcast name or aliases or whatever phrase you want to use. It doesn't have to be your real one, but I kind of like to be able to say hello. <laughs> I know over on the Fountain app, um, sometimes people will just use whatever uh, ID Fountain conjures up for them when they create their account. It'll be a long string of numbers, and it's just really insane trying to repeat those when people say hello. But um, I like to do that. I like to say hello to everybody. Well, I hope your Thanksgiving went well here in the United States. Our Thanksgiving was last Thursday, and it is the uh, unofficial start of the Christmas season. And that's because at the end of Thanksgiving, traditionally, once they started, well, I guess even before they broadcasted them, but um, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York was always a, a favorite in our household when I was growing up, and mom always had it on, and um, I, it didn't always keep my attention, but, you know, they had the balloons, and they had the bands, and they had the majorettes, and they had the performers and stuff, and at the end of the parade, which signified the end of Thanksgiving, you had uh, some version of Santa Claus. Um, usually it was the the one made popular by Coca-Cola uh, back many decades ago. The big, jolly, fat, white-haired guy with the red nose and the blushing cheeks and stuff and the pipe and uh, the reindeers and stuff. That was always um, uh, the, that became the um, icon for Christmas, for Thanksgiving, or for Santa Claus for a long time. Uh, and then, you know, there was days, uh, there was a period of time when people went back to the Victorian style of Christmas decorating. And uh, so the Victorian style, uh, St. Nicholas became uh, the fashion of the day, but or the fad of the day of decorating and stuff. But uh, always at the end of Thanksgiving uh, was considered the beginning of Christmas season. So uh, in the retail world that has bumped up to, uh, honestly, uh, after Labor Day. 
in the United States. Uh, the after the first uh, Monday of labor of September, we started seeing little pieces of Christmas, this, that, and the other. You may see some Christmas candies out. You may see some Christmas decorations out, a few here and there. And then before even Halloween was over, it was just full-blown Christmas everywhere. It's disgusting to me to um, walk through the uh, shops, um, the retail shops, and see that stuff so early and so commercialized. But they they do it partially because people buy it. And so that helps keep them in profit. And of course, a business that's not in profit can't survive. I don't know what the magic number was. seemed to me there was one time it needed to have... Um, I don't remember where I read this now. It was back many years ago when I was starting my virtual assistant business. Um, I want to say it was like you needed a 30% markup to be profitable. But I don't remember now if that's right or not. But it's probably a lot more than that anyway. But yeah, so those of you guys who are listening on the podcast and those of you guys who may catch the replay of the video, say hello. Say hello and leave your name and um, uh, let me know. Let me know where you're watching or listening from. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to actually validate some of those analytics over there. So uh, also, if you've tried leaving comments to me on other, uh, I, I tend to use Podbean or, well, I use Podbean to distribute my podcast to uh, all of the different uh, podcast apps and players. If you are trying to reach me through one of those other ones, other than Podbean or F- uh, Fountain.fm, I don't know why I t- struggle with that. <laughs> But uh, and I don't respond back, please go over to robinholstein.com and go to the comments page and and fill out a little comment there and let me know and let me know so that I can um, start. I'm going to have to upgrade my phone to do this. I hate to do that because I don't like owing on these stupid phones. And I think they're um, designed to uh, fill up and, and, you know, with all the updates and everything and, and uh, planned obsolescence. That's a phrase of the, of the year so far. Um, but to add the, the different um, uh, podcasting apps, I'm going to have to do that, I guess. And I'd love to hear from you and, and know that you're out there and which ones you're listening to. Um, so I do see on the Podbean uh, analytics, there, the, one of the Google players, there's FM... FM, darn it, there I go again. Fountain.fm, Podbean, uh, Google Podcaster, Pod, Google something. Um, Tune in, I think it's Tune in. And there's one more that are like the top four uh, that people listen to the broadcast on. I need to, I don't know if I can look at that real quick or not. I might be able to. Bear with me. Let me see if I can do that. If I can, it won't take but a couple of seconds. I'm going to do is I look at, I have to log into um, Podbean here. I need to do a lot of updating and stuff. I've said that before and I just haven't done it. I haven't had time. Oh my gosh. I don't want to be complaining about that anymore. I know you guys are tired of hearing that. Oh, let's see. Statistics, overview, and, um, In the last, uh, what's the time frame on this? In the for the for the month of November, my audience primarily comes from uh, the United States, Spain, and then Canada. So the United States is twenty nine point five eight percent, so almost thirty percent. Spain is almost ten percent, and Canada is almost six percent. Then Germany, United Kingdom. Brazil, Brazil, Bulgaria, Italy, Argentina, Thailand, Japan, Philippines, Portugal. I've skipped over a few, obviously. And the rest of them are mostly under half a percent. But yeah, so that's where most of the folks are coming from. And where is my um, download times of the day? Uh, Looks like Wednesdays. 
between, uh, and I guess this is Eastern time, between midnight and 7 a.m. And then on Tuesdays between 4 p.m. and 10 p.m. tends to be the most downloaded times. And the uh, download sources, uh, Fountain.fm is 91.4% uh, Pocket Cast. That's one I need to get on my phone. Pocket Cast is uh, 2%. Google Pro Podcast is the, what I was trying to think of is 1%. And um, the other one's iHeart is less than 1%. iOS is less than 1%. Um, AntennaPod, I've never heard of that. Google Chrome, I guess that's just from the... Uh, from the uh, browser. So yeah, folks over at Fountain make 91% of the downloads. Thank you so much for that, by the way. I really appreciate it. And let's see. Oh, so my, so episode 116 as of right now is the top, uh, is the number one out of top of the top 10 most downloaded episodes. And that's the one on uh, responsible gun ownership. So, yeah, that makes kind of sense there. I've tried to get a little bit better with my um, my titles. I, I still struggle with that stuff. I can I just, I don't know. Anyway, thank you for indulging me on that. That can take up the space that I usually allot for talking about the uh, the B&B &B because I've had the calendar closed and I'm going to still have to have it closed for a little while. Um I'll uh, I, I end up scrambling around here. Um, Dad uh, Dad had an appointment with his spine doctor yesterday, and um, the one injection he told them it doesn't didn't help much, didn't help his pain much. I I I'm not you know there's not a pain monitor flashing across his head, so I want to make sure I want make sure everybody understands that. But I saw him move better after that first injection. He says it didn't help him much. I watched him walk better. And um, I wasn't going to sit there and, and, you know, tell the doctor that's not true. He, he did feel better because I'm not in dad's shoes. So I can't say that. Wouldn't say that anyway. But I did see him move better uh, for the first several days after that initial shot. So the um, Dr. Cars, it does, it's not spelled C-A-R-S. It's spelled C-A-K-A-R-T-Z or something like that. But it's pronounced Cars. Um, wants to do another couple sets of injections in the spine, he says, should give him much more relief because what he's got going on in his spine is in the uh, thoracic spine is arthritis. Granted, not a surprise, not a surprise, and that those injections can help, but he also has stenosis in the thoracic uh, spine down where the uh, tailbone, so you can maybe remember from school that your your tailbone is kind of curved, you know, and then your nerve bundles that come out of your tailbone that go down into the lower half of your body, you know, come out of there like a big ponytail. <laughs> That's the best thing I can explain it is like a big ponytail out of the uh, spine. And so what dad's got is uh, a buildup of uh, bone bone spur and arthritis and stuff building up in there and so it's compressing and so what he showed him I wish I uh, had a good example of it he can put this this thing it just looks like a bolt in a nut is what it looks like in between uh, some vertebrae to keep that space in there and give him some relief from the pressure he said it's an outpatient surgery take about the surgery itself taking you know, 20, 25 minutes or so to do. And then, of course, he's got to get over it and get home and all that thing, stuff. But um, uh, we're looking at that maybe, I suspect, the first of the year because of uh, just the calendar. But um, the, uh, the, the additional shots, they're going to send a note uh, to the house, I guess, uh, like they did before. They just send a, here's your appointment time. They don't ask you. They don't work with you. They just send it. And expect you to call if it doesn't fit your schedule. So I've my schedule is now up in the air again, which is fine because it's for dad. But it is it makes it makes day to day planning very difficult, and it makes it very difficult to plan in advance of a few days. And although I don't do huge amounts of 
of scheduling. My life is not usually so scheduled. Uh, the past several months it has been, and it's been very confining and very constricting. And I've I've had a, a challenge of it the last few days. So I uh, it's uh, it can it you know it it's a handful when you're dealing with uh, taking care of your parents or anyone really um, for a longer term. Uh, it can be a challenge. It can definitely be a challenge. So uh, I'll continue to have the uh, the calendar closed, unfortunately, because I don't know <laughs> when dad's appointments are going to be. Uh, and in theory, I could have a, a person schedule to stay uh, and get the notice in the mail that that's the day that dad's going to have his back surgery. And you know, it's it's canceled the the guest or cancel the surgery because you can't do both. So I continue to have the uh, calendar closed, and um, I I actually am thankful that I have that flexibility. Uh, that um, you know, I'm I'm in a position in my life where I have that flexibility to be there for dad. So while it does come off a lot as being um, a complaint or a um, um, Oh, just whining or moaning. It's not really, I don't, I don't mean it that way. Um, it's, uh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, adjusting, adjusting. Mm. My lukewarm coffee. This is a, um, this is a steel thing. Mr. Holstein bought this for me. Where we were, I don't remember where we were going. And it's a, it says Duchess. It was from some, um, truck stop that we were at for um, on a trip. I don't know if we were going to um, it would have been Florida. I was thinking we had the kids with us and I don't remember. I was thinking there was quite a few of us together when he got me that. Well, it is. <laughs> it's just a, it's a coffee cup. It's a coffee cup, a steel coffee cup. So we'll talk a little bit about general projects around Holstein House right now. General projects going on are as they have been for a while. We're we're looking at need, having to deal with the dog house, with the Ramsey house, with the bunker, um, and uh, and some stuff over at Dad's. And um, right now. <laughs> We just kind of talked to Mr. Holstein the other evening and I said, I need a plan for this. I just can't be going by the seat of my pants anymore. We've got to have a plan. And really, it kind of ended up that I have to have the plan. He didn't say that, but it just I went into the doghouse and I said, you know, if we if we can clear enough stuff out of this front room that I can, you know, stage things in here. It's not that big of a room, but. I could stage a few things in here and try to sell them on Facebook Marketplace. Um, but it's going to, the more I looked in there, the more I, my brain just about exploded because some of the things, it's just, I we could do it. It's just going to take so much to move stuff around to get things out of the way so that we can stage other stuff to sell it. And um, we have several bedroom sets to sell. We have um, some end tables we have a couple of kitchen table type or dining room table. One of them is really, really heavy. I can barely move it. I don't have chairs with them, though. Um, I actually have some old uh, Barbie um, townhouse kind of things, vintage townhouse. I tried to sell those one time before, and nobody would buy them. Um, and um, let me think. There's a couple of old electric sewing machines. I kind of want to keep those. What am I going to do with them? I don't know. So there's a lot of things in the doghouse that need to uh, be sold. And I have, I'm going to have to work the plan out for that to, to get, I have to clean that area up and get those things out of there. So I'd, I'd love to hear, do you, have you, you know, how have you tackled uh, a project like that where you've had to clear out an area and you're just, uh, at a loss of where to start and what what I'd like to hear what you have done when you can't sell do you automatically just give things like to Goodwill or to Salvation Army 
or one of those type of programs? Or do you auction them some way? Um, we talked about, Mr. Holstein and I talked a little bit about having, is there a company that will auction or sell things for you and you split the profits? And we could maybe do that, but with the Ramsey house, if we're talking about the Ramsey house, we have to get the stuff out of there. It's not safe for other people to walk. It's really not safe for us to walk around either, but I wouldn't put the liability on to have someone else go through there. So uh, addressing those, all of these houses, the Ramsey house, the dog house, they have furniture that we have to deal with. They, they have clothing that we have to deal with. We have to empty these things. And I don't like the idea of just bringing in anybody willy-nilly just to clear the stuff out. Uh, I really feel like that we need to have eyes on and maybe even hands on some things before we let them out of our sight. The Ramsey House still has family photos that I'm trying to get back to the family. And every time I reach out to them, they say, well, I've got to talk to the other family members. And then it's just like radio silence. So um, I don't want to get, I wouldn't want somebody getting rid of my family photos. So I, I, uh, I'm sure there's some grandchildren in that family that would like to have those photos, but I, I can't reach them. Um, I don't know how to reach them. The bunker here is cold. Uh, I do need, I do need a big clearing out here as well. I, it's almost going to take like a week per room to deal with stuff. And that would be a nonstop week. And I don't have a nonstop week per room to clear these things out. They've accumulated over time because I didn't have time to deal with things uh, individually. Uh, so like here in the bunker, I have a lot of crafting things that I moved here uh, from where when we moved over here. And I just have not had a chance to sit down and go through and properly, you know, give away or send away or donate away things that are, are in boxes. And it's, it's, I need, I need a couple extra bodies. I really do. I don't know. You might remember back in the spring when I was looking for someone to help me uh, do the housekeeping and I was trying to get somebody and I was going to pay somebody to do that and uh, what I thought was a very fair rate um, it shouldn't have taken after a person gets used to the flow of the house it shouldn't have taken more than two hours to go through and just do the sweeping dusting and uh, mopping or steaming that was it. No dishes, no cooking, no laundry, none of that stuff to free up some time for me to deal with things here. I couldn't get anybody. I, I tried several times. I had a lady come that um, was a very nice lady in my church and she just wasn't able to commit to a couple of day hours a week. Uh, frequently, she was saying, I can't do it today. I have to do it tomorrow. I can't do it today. I have to do it tomorrow. And then I can't do it this week at all. It has to be next week. And it just really got to be, it was she, it wasn't that she wasn't trustworthy. It was just, just things in her life were causing her problems. And so she was not able to commit to it. Uh, had a young lady um, who was looking for a little extra money. And um, she came one time and she was into her, she was heading up on four hours. And I said, you got to stop. This shouldn't take four hours. And she was pulling all of my furniture away from the wall. She was doing like a spring cleaning kind of thing. And this is not what I wanted her to do. And um, so then she couldn't, she didn't have anyone to keep her child after that. And so she didn't come back. And it just really got um, to be too much. And then I didn't have time to deal with um, trying to train people or look for people. It's kind of, I'm in that situation now with, these other projects. I need help with them, but I can't get people who I can trust uh, that are in the area that are willing to to help. So it uh, continues to be frustrating for me to, um, to manage these projects. Um, and then that brings me back to, do I cut back one of the live broadcasts and gain this time? Because 
there's time that I have to get ready for this broadcast. There's the broadcast time itself. And then there's the upload time afterwards and um, any editing or anything that I do with them um, takes out that much more time, you know? So um, I don't, uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. I have, hang on a minute. I need to uh, let me find this. Let me do this. I need to step away real quick um, probably take me less than 30 seconds, but I will be right back and I'm going to do this. No, 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 that's not what, that's not what it was supposed to be. All right, let me do this and let me do this and let me do this and I'll be right back. I'm back. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, I hope you, uh, I hope you weren't uh, in too, uh, too bored there. I tried back as soon as I could, but I had to, I had some to take care of <laughs> real quick. You'll have that every now and again when you're doing these on your own. So, um, I do want to touch again on the Christmas giveaway. I plan to give away copies of my books, this one, Everyday Upcycle. Um, I'm still debating on whether to send a hard copy. I, pro I may very well do that. And then there are electronic versions of this. And there are um, 15 projects, Upcycle projects in here. That I wrote a few years ago. This is my latest, my most recent cookbook, if you want to call it that. It's um, Super Meal Ideas for Tight Budgets. Um, feed yourself and your family for less than $10 a day. And it is a series of um, meals that you can fix, uh, recipes, like here's one for beans and franks, which is kind of, I mean, it's not all that glamorous it's not uh, all that uh, unusual of a meal but uh, it talks about uh, using hot dogs and uh, bean and bacon soup and pea soup and milk and water and stuff and to make a, a lunch recipe and uh, to feed to help feed your family and this was I put this together really um, here's one for breakfast bacon and tomato um, 
bacon, cheddar cheese soup, lemon juice, tomatoes, and toast. Um, I put this together because there are so many people who are struggling to um, just get from paycheck to paycheck and to feed their family. And this, this, is a, this is a week's worth of breakfast, lunch, and dinners that you can um, create from soups and very basic foods that most people are going to have access to and, um, you know, that you can feed your family. It's not uh, a keto diet. It's not um, a vegetarian diet. It's, it's, it's food that you can feed your family and, and get from point A to point B get from payday to payday, you know, while you're struggling. And there's a lot of people who are struggling. There's a lot of people who are struggling. And uh, a lot of young people, a lot of young parents that, uh, you know, just don't really know what to do and don't have a lot of money. And, and this is, uh, this is a, a series of recipes that can help with that. And then I do have another recipe book. It is a digital book only. I don't have it printed out at all. Um, but uh, it is a, and these are, well, the ones not, they're available on Amazon. And um, I've showed you that before. The other one is uh, 25 recipes, uh, favorite recipes that grandma used to make. So Why is uh, Rumble's acting up? So if you're over there on Rumble, um, it's acting up on my end. I don't know if it's if it's this uh, if this it's the um, PC or not, or if it's Rumble itself. But uh, uh, from here, Streamyard looks like it's running just fine. But I'm going to give those away on a Christmas special, and uh, we'll get some more information out about that pretty soon. There's nothing exciting happening in the garden. Uh, it's cold. It's winter. Uh, there's nothing going on with the chickens and the ducks that isn't being going on every day. The, um, the ducks are still, the young ducks are still laying. The old ducks are still not. They're just being cute and eating, and uh, the chickens are hit and miss laying. The moat seems to be over for the three of them that were molting, but they have not started laying again, which is not unusual. Not unusual. I do not artificially light the coop. So um, they are reacting to the uh, reduction in the sunlight hours in the day. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that with the um, seasonal affective disorder here coming up. Not for chickens and ducks, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, church life, Bible study. Uh, we're going to do this week and next week, and then we're going to break until January. I really need that break. Um, this is a totally selfish decision on my part. Um, doing the Sunday service, which takes several hours to put together, it, it's not as easy as a lot of people think it is. You don't just walk up there and start talking. Uh, putting together the Sunday service, printing all the bulletins and all that stuff on top of the Bible study, which you have to put the Bible study together. You have to decide the Bible study. You have to set up the Bible study. Bible study day for me is a six-hour day. I'm at the church at 8 in the morning. I don't leave until 1.30, 2 o'clock after it's all cleaned up. And so uh, the Lunch and Learn also, this will be the last Lunch and Learn for the year, the one that's happening tomorrow. And so we break until January. Um, I, it's just, I'm tired. I really am tired and I need a break. And uh, so we're still having Sunday service and we may, we're, we're thinking about having a special Christmas uh, service and um, um, probably we'll do that. But these, I need some, some time off the church roof. We do have the give, send, go. There is a link in the description. And if you would consider you know, 25 bucks towards it, I, it would be great. We technically have reached our initial goal. Um, and that's what we feel that we needed to at least, you know, get the roof on. Um, but that wipes us out. We have no money in our coffers after that's done. And so utilities will still have to be paid. Every dollar that we raise above that uh, goal helps uh 
reduce the amount that we have to yank out of our total uh, bank account. And so we can continue to pay our utility bills and stuff while we start doing some other fundraisers, local fundraisers, like dinners, you know, spaghetti dinners and bean dinners and bake sales and those traditional kind of things. Um, so if you would consider it, there is a give, send, go for the Diamond United Methodist Church. And the link, like I said, is down in the description. I would really appreciate it. Um, I know there's a lot of folks that are chafing at uh, organized religion, and I get it. I get it, really. I'm in the middle of it with the Methodist Church. And um, I see some of the things going on that I'm not real fond of, but I don't have a chance of helping our church if we can't do the roof, if we can't keep the insurance, if we can't keep the lights on. And so at this point, um, even if our congregation, let's say, you know, there's a big split brewing in the Methodist uh, organization. And let's just for the example, say that uh, our congregation decided to split. We can't buy the church. And that's what most of these are doing. They're, 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 they're closing, and I have air quotes about closing uh, as a Methodist church and reopening as a non-denominational or a different denomination. Um, but what's happening is that congregation is purchasing the building and all of the things inside uh, from the Methodist organization and opening, and so they're buying it themselves. Well, we we can't do that. Uh, I don't know that we would want to in the long run if we had, uh, let's say we had 25 people uh, at at regular services for six months or more or whatever to say that we have a a strong congregation of 25 people routinely attending, uh, and they decided to leave the Methodist organization. That's one thing. But as small as we are right now, that's not a choice we're going to make. And because um, we can't, we can't afford to take the church on. So uh, we are where we are for the time being and um, trying to build up not only our congregation, but serve the greater community. And those of you who have followed the um, followed this YouTube uh, or this broadcast, any amount of time, you know that I've often talked about some of the community outreach programs that we've been doing at the church, clothing giveaways, our free lunch and learns, uh, teaching people how to use a steam canner, how to use, talking about using um, uh, pressure canners. Uh, We're not at the point where we can do a whole day pressure canning class, but we're working towards that. Um, we're working towards teaching people how to handle their bills, how to uh, make foods, how to uh, just do several different kind of things. And um, it's a slow, slow prog- process. So if you would consider uh, contributing to the Give, Send, Go, it'd be great. I won't elaborate on that anymore or beat you down with it anymore because, you know, you're either going to do it or you're not. And I pray that you will. And you will use the link below. I did have someone ask me about um, contributing via Satoshis in order to do that because our church does not have any kind of setup uh, for accepting Satoshis. You would have to send them to me and trust that I will give them to the church. And I will do that. I will definitely do that. I will forward that on uh, and convert that over for the church. But understand you have to send those to me. And uh, we have to do it that way. The church does not have a uh, setup where they can uh, where they can take that. And it wouldn't be appropriate for me to just up and do it uh, because the, the people who I would have to explain it to wouldn't be able to understand it. Uh, it would take a lot of um, education to do it. And uh, at this point, it's it's not something that I'm comfortable just up and doing myself. So I hope you can understand understand that um, the position I'm in there. But please consider it. I'm praying that you will uh, contribute and help us offset the total uh, because the the amount that's on the go uh, um, 
It's not GoFundMe. It's Give, Send, Go. I may have said GoFundMe, but it's Give, Send, Go. The total amount that's on the Give, Send, Go was just like the minimum that we needed. We really need more. I don't know if I'm going to go in there and adjust that or not. I may. Um, but that was the absolute minimum we needed. So I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I know I ramble sometimes when these things come up because I don't have a polished presentation for it. I do think I need to do a video for it. I have to work on that. I have to work on that. So that's going to bring us down to our uh, primary, our, our larger topic that's not specifically related to um, running a B&B or, or a small homestead or, you know, food preservation and stuff. And that's seasonal affective disorder. And it's kind of timely because I had I had something happen yesterday that and just it dawned on me, you know, there's your sign. There it is. It's here. Seasonal affective disorder is um, is classified as a type of depression. Now, I don't I'm not a doctor. I don't want to give that impression that I am a doctor or I have no uh, advanced. I'm not a nurse or anything. I have no advanced medical training. But I have struggled with seasonal, seasonal affective disorder uh, for several years. And most of the time, it's not bad. It's just annoying. But it's about this time of year when it kind of kicks in. And I notice and think, okay, this is what's happening. It's classified as a type of a depression. And the information that I'm going to share with you today comes from uh, the uh, Cleveland Hospital, Cleveland Clinic, um, Johns Hopkins and uh, the Mayo Clinic. It's just all kind of says the same thing, but that's that's where the information has come from today. They it's classified as a type of depression that's related to the changing seasons. Um, more specifically, the change in the amount of sunlight or daylight hours that we're exposed to. Uh, in my personal research, I have learned, and this is over the years, I have learned that this tends to be um, something that people who are uh, who's, who are genetically from um, areas significantly north of the equator, and I mean like significantly north of the equator. And my my gene pool uh, comes from Ireland, Scotland, uh, Scandinavia, uh, Germany, over in there. So that is significantly higher than the equator. And so the number of daylight hours available uh, in the wintertime uh, in, the, in the upper hemisphere, the northern hemisphere in the wintertime is significantly less. And so your body goes through these changes of um, lowered vitamin D, um, lower exposure to uh, the ultraviolet light that we need that helps set our uh, rhythm, our rhythms of, of our daytimes and our nighttimes. And it, and it usually happens, it starts happening as our, you know, we have the uh, uh, summer solstice and the winter solstice, and then we have the uh, spring and autumn equinox. So, no, wait a minute. I think I got those backwards. <laughs> With the equinoxes is when it's equally daylight. So it's summer and winter and then the solstice. Anyway, <laughs> I should have I should have written that down. I know I get this backwards all the time. When we start in the summer, it, when we have the, the first day of, of official summer, when the daylight hours are equal are are 12 hours of sunlight and 12 hours of darkness. Um and then the daylight hours start getting shorter. Then you don't really notice it. You don't notice it until about. You go, so, of course, we also have the time change stupidity where we're switching our clocks, which adds to the frustration. But as we get closer to the first day of winter, when there's so much uh, or so little daylight hours and so much more dark hours, our body starts to suffer from this. Um, and we get more lethargic and we get, um, we, we want to sleep more. We're looking for more carbohydrates. Um, um, we get moody um, and depressed in some situations where you just don't feel like doing anything. 
And these are symptoms and of, of seasonal affective disorder. Some people, now I noticed it, uh, well, I, I notice it all the time, but I decided like last night, okay, this is what's happening after I got kind of hateful with my dad yesterday about a question he asked me. So dad was asking about um, the insurance of the church and stuff. And I was telling him the policy that stuff that they sent was real. It was like thick. It needed to be put into a binder. And he said, the insurance sent that? And I just looked at him and I said, no, dad, Santa Claus sent it. Now, that was the rudest thing I could have said to my dad. And I thought, why would you say something like that to your dad? You should never have done that. So the more I thought about it, the more I thought, wait a minute. The daylight hours are getting very noticeably short. So today, um, the uh, the sun come out. It got daylight around 7.20 in the morning. And it will be getting dark. The sun will set at about 5.06. Now, that's from the weather app that I use. So that's less than nine and a, nine and a half hours of daylight. And it's going to continue to get shorter and shorter and shorter until about the 21st of December, which is the first day of winter. So we've got three more weeks of these of this daylight hours getting shorter and shorter and shorter and before we start seeing it getting a little longer here and there by a minute here and a minute there and it's usually about February when I notice that my mood has lightened the daylight hours are more and I my mood has lightened but sometimes it gets really and it, it's compounded by Christmas and the holiday season here for a lot of reasons, you know, my son lives out of state. My other son uh, committed suicide several years ago. Uh, my my mother's gone. Um, you know, I don't have the family around like like I have in the past because you know so many of them have passed away and such, um, and and grown up and moved away. Um, that I start to feel lonely and I feel sad, and and that's where some of this comes from. And it's the shortening of the daylight hours. So if you're like most people with seasonal affective disorders, or if you think you might, your symptoms, they'll start in the fall and they'll continue throughout the winter months. It'll get a little worse and a little worse and you'll feel your energy drain. You'll feel moody. Um, but you notice that as the as it gets closer to spring and there's longer daylight hours, that you feel better. Um, sometimes seasonal affective disorder causes significant depression and you need to see a doctor. If you get to where you are thinking of suicide, whether you're thinking of death, if you're thinking that life is just terrible, if you can't get up and you start having these uh, reactions where you just can't function, you should talk to your doctor about it because you may need uh some type of medical treatment now, whether that is pharmaceutical treatment or light therapy, you can get what they call light boxes. And these are full spectrum lights and they're designed to, um, for you to set in front of. And it, it, it increases the, um, the natural lights, the full spectrum of light that you get when you're out in the sun. So it kind of mimics being out in the sun. And you do this, and you do this because I was talking about chickens. I don't artificially light the coop to fool the chickens into thinking the daylight hours are longer to make them, you know, lay eggs longer. It's kind it's it's not to make you lay eggs longer, but it's kind of the same. It's to trick your body into thinking that there's more daylight hours. And so your your body produces the hormones that keep your mood light and keep you in a better frame of mind. One of the things that I have done personally is I have consciously purchased the full spectrum lights when I go to the store to buy replacement bulbs, whether it be um, replacement fluorescents or the LEDs or the, the screw-ins like the old incandescents. Um, I look on the label and they are kind of more expensive, but I don't have them in every light in the house. I have them in key lights. Like when I have the overhead light on in here, it is a full spectrum bulb. Now, I don't have that while I'm doing these videos because it screws up the lighting for the videos. So it's, you don't, you won't notice it. I have them in the kitchen because when I'm in the kitchen cooking, especially in the winter, it's dark outside when I'm cooking dinner or sometimes it's dark when I'm fixing breakfast. And that light, I'm turning that light on and I'm getting that full spectrum 
of light that helps my mind say, okay, it's daylight, it's morning. I can look outside and see it's dark, but my mind is getting through my eyes uh, this, this full spectrum of light that's teasing my brain into thinking, aha, yeah, there you go. You are, um, it's daylight, it's summer, it's happy. You don't need to be sad. But if in that is something that you can do instead of prescription medication, but you still need to talk to the doctor about it because you need them to know that you're struggling with this, that you are trying the full spectrum lights. Uh, do they suggest that you try a different type of light? Uh, do they suggest that you, you know, you have your light? Some people have a, a timer so that a particular lamp will come on slowly, like slowly dawn and be on mimicking the morning, you know, daylight. So you, you are fooling the brain into thinking, okay, the sun's coming up. It's time to wake up instead of just that harsh alarm clock going off and you wake up and in the dark and you turn the light on and suddenly there's the light. You can also, it, nah, it's not, our house isn't, really good for this because the windows are kind of drafty but if you can leave your curtains open enough that you can get the daylight you know coming in as the sun comes up in the morning so that your mind notices hey it is daylight that can help too but seasonal affective disorder is a little worse than just the blues it's kind of really a really down um it's more than just kind of being a little moody. Uh, I don't really have a good explanation for it. Um, women tend to be affected more than men. I don't know why, but that's what the research is saying from, from these different uh, organizations. Um, maybe it's because we have more wires between the halves of our brain. I don't know. You That kind of seems counterintuitive because um, you'd think the more wires between the sides of the brain, the more likely we would we would be connected and doing better but some of the symptoms some of the really hard hard symptoms are sadness uh, feeling depressed most of the day almost every day during this period of time and maybe you you tell yourself you know what I know that by the time Halloween rolls around I'm just kind of in this really bad place and it happens all the time. Every year it's like that. But then by Valentine's Day, I'm starting to feel better. That's a key sign that you might want to speak to your doctor about. Anxiety. You may feel more anxious. Um, you may have carbohydrate cravings and then gain weight because your body is trying to uh, to boost those hormones and uh, through, through foods, carbohydrate, uh, heavy foods. And of course, because you're not out much, you're gaining weight extreme fatigue and lack of energy and this isn't just oh I'm tired of doing this this is I can't I have no energy I can't do this um feeling hopeless or worthless now I'm going to tell you it's easy to feel that way but you're not worthless you're not worthless you may feel like it, but you're not and if you really feel hopeless and worthless and you start thinking to yourself I just What's the point? You need to talk to your doctor about, is it possibly seasonal affective disorder that you're struggling with? Trouble concentrating. We all have that from time to time. This is more like a, a consistent trouble concentrating. Feeling irritated or agitated. Again, this is a little more extreme than just, okay, I feel irritated or agitated. This is really um, a consistently irritated, constantly agitated. Uh, you just feel like every part of your body is heavy, like your legs and your arms. It's like, oh, God, I just don't want to do this anymore. Those types. And, and remember, everything is relative. So what I might think is um, just oh, may not feel that way to you. Um, a loss of interest 
in what you would normally like to do. Like if you really like to go bowling and so, and not suddenly, but gradually every winter, you notice, I just don't like to bowl. I don't want to leave the house. So you want to be, you almost want to become a recluse. You know, you just don't want to go anywhere. You would draw from, from social activities. I'm struggling with that now. As I say, I have got to not have, uh, I've got to cut off the Bible study and I've got to cut off the lunch and learn until January partially it's because of this seasonal effective but partially it's because I'm just exhausted from having too much going on at one time so I need a break and and that's something that I can that I can do and take a break from having trouble sleeping usually though it's oversleeping and oversleeping because it's dark you know we 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 kind of giggle about oh bears and hibernation I could hibernate I could sleep when you start having issues getting up, um, it, because you've overslept, because you're sleeping through the alarm clock, perhaps, uh, and it's not normal for you other than, you know, every winter, it seems like by the time Christmas gets here, I just can't get up with the alarm clock. I'm always oversleeping. Combined with all those other things, you know, or many of those other things, you may uh, need to consider that you have seasonal affective disorder. And of course, anytime uh, anyone has thoughts of suicide or death, that's a, that's a red flag, my friends. If you are thinking suicide, please, please go see someone who will take you seriously and who will talk to you about it. As the mother of a son who committed suicide, I'm going to tell you, your family wants you around. Your friends want you around. And suicide is, it's forever, but it's rarely ever the fix. Um, it's its not. And I, I still have a hard time discussing my son's suicide. And um, it kind of gets a little better as time goes. And he, he committed suicide in 2012. And... Uh, um, I, I went in and, and I found him and, um, and it just, it absolutely devastated me. And I had no idea he was struggling the way he was struggling, that it was what was, the problem was so bad that he felt the only way out was, um, to commit suicide. And I had really tried, I thought, to work with him, uh, to try to uh, help him get back. He, he had been in some trouble with the law and, and he'd, uh, he'd been in, in jail and stuff. And, and I was trying to help him get back on his feet enough that he could slowly rebuild his life. But what I didn't have was time. He had been apparently thinking of this for a long time. And uh, he'd only been home uh, for a few weeks and just decided he didn't have what it took, I guess. He, he didn't tell anybody he was going to do it. He just, well, he didn't tell any of us he was going to do it. I found messages on his phone later to uh, a person in uh, what I believe was Kentucky that uh, kind of goaded him into it. You know, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't be a chicken and, and that kind of stuff. And this was before it got, uh, it became, um, I don't want to say acceptable, but before anyone had successfully sued that someone else aided in, or or or, or uh, was an accomplice to a suicide because they were urging someone to do it. Um, this person that I believe was female was telling him that, and uh, so I saw his last few text messages. But anyway, I don't I don't want to get out um, off of off of that. But if you are starting to have thoughts of suicide, please don't, please don't. It's it's not. There is someone, I mean, in this world is huge. There's someone who can help. There's someone who will love you. And there's someone, you know, there's someone you can talk to in this world. It's, and, and of course, God, I mean, I don't want to leave God out of anything. Sometimes we get ourselves in a corner and we feel like he's not there, but he's always there and he'll always help us. It may not make it easy. He won't necessarily, you know, smooth the way, but he won't leave our side if we ask him not to. Um, some of the things to, that might be recommended if you are um, consider, you know, talking to your physician about, uh, you know, do I have seasonal affective disorder? They may consider melatonin. I know I've been 
the doctor suggested that I try melatonin and it gave me nightmares. So I, I didn't take it very long, but it did help. It did help, but I tended to have more vivid dreams and they, they would wake me up. And so it kind of was like a catch 22 for me. It doesn't do everybody that way. And melatonin is the chemical that your body produces and, and it does help you sleep. Um, we talked a little bit about the symptoms and uh, diagnosis is mostly uh, talking to your doctor and explaining how you're feeling and, and, and kind of documenting your, your symptoms. Um, light therapy, uh, talking to your doctor, if it's bad enough, maybe he, you get antidepressants or those who aren't into pharmaceuticals may uh, alt, opt for some uh, more herbal related remedies. There are some uh, herbs that you can take that apparently mimic um, uh, big pharma, as like people like to say, uh, medications. Uh, talking to people, getting regular exercise. You know what? It's, it's, um, it's amazing uh, how much exercise can really help. Excuse me a second. Oh, I'm sorry for you guys on the podcast. I had to cough and I didn't want to cough in your ear. Uh, but exercise, believe it or not, if you can get in the habit of exercise, it can really help. Um, it helps flush your body out. It helps get your circulation going. It helps your body uh, pull the toxins out. And of course, you know, when you go to the bathroom and all that stuff, you get rid of those toxins. And it can help improve your mood. It helps burn off that excess. I've gone through periods of time for different reasons where I just felt like I was in, pinned in a cage and I just had to get out and I would walk and I'd walk and I'd walk till I was almost exhausted. And, but that would help, that would help burn off that tension, burn off that anxiety, burn off that um, excitement. And uh, it, it really, it really helped a lot for that. Um, alcohol and drugs. Alcohol is a very well-known and documented depressant. Uh, so that's not really going to help, you know, the old crying in my beer songs and things like that. And um, there's a lot of truth to that. So you, you kind of want to steer away, cut back if you're into drugs or not drugs, but if you're into drinking a lot of alcohol, cut back, maybe, um, maybe stop altogether and see if your mood lightens a little bit. Of course, you have if you've been drinking a lot, you may have some struggles just related to that. Don't make giant decisions. Uh, you know, if you're trying to decide whether to buy a house and you know you're in a spell of um, seasonal affective disorder, maybe you don't want to make that decision at that time. Maybe you want to put that off for a while. Um, if, you, if you're just trying to decide whether to get married, <laughs> I've been married three times. It can be, yeah, it's a big deal. You don't want to jump into it. Uh, I learned along the way that a, a longer uh, dating relationship uh, is preferred <laughs> I got my second husband it was kind of a a rebound thing and uh, yeah that I should never have done that so <laughs> yeah, that was a bad move but um uh you know big big decisions like that changing job don't quit your job in the middle of a seasonal effective uh, downswing and that's you, you may have a different outlook and things may be a lot better once the <laughs> the daylight comes out, or once you've addressed with your physician your, your seasonal affective disorder. And sometimes it takes a while, especially if you're using light therapy, it's not going to be like that. It's, it's not going to be overnight and you're, you're, you know, little, little Mary sunshine again. So um, it, it can take a little while and uh, it's, it's a challenge and it, it's one of the, I think depression is a word that we don't like to hear. Uh, but I think there are different levels of depression. So you can be depressed for a short period of time or you can have a significant depression. Of course, you and your doctor need to work that out. But um, if you're noticing or if you think, hey, that sounds a lot like what I'd usually do about this time of year. I'm just really so down. I can't enjoy the holidays. Talk to your physician and see if maybe that's it. And, you know, like I said, it doesn't always necessarily require prescription medications. It can be light therapy and it can be as simple as lights that you buy that have the full spe spectrum range of, of lights. So um, it's not terrible. It can be managed. Um, and, you know, hey, if all else, 
you might be able to move south closer to the equator where you've got more equal amounts of daylight and darkness so that, you know, I, I'd like that idea myself. I I think the idea of moving uh, south is great until I start looking at weather, weather patterns in, in the southern part of the United States. Um, down uh, around, you know, Georgia and Florida and uh, Texas and down in there. I kind of don't like <laughs> some of those weather, weather patterns. I don't know if it would be worth uh, uh, the trade-off to have more daylight hours or less weather issues. So I, I don't want to be down around hurricanes. I don't want to be down in Tornado Alley. I don't want to be worried. I used to live in Texas that I I, it was okay. I had a big culture shock in and I didn't adjust well when I lived out there. So I don't really want to go back to Texas. Nothing against Texas specifically. It just wasn't for me. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe you don't want to make that decision in the middle of the winter time. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, I, you know, people who retire, they snowbird. Maybe that's an option for you. You snowbird south and snowbird back home in the uh, in the warm weather but um, so we've gone over uh, right over an hour and I, I'm going to start wrapping it up there but I want you to think about this uh, seasonal affective disorder doesn't have to ruin your holidays um, I was going to touch a little bit about the holiday routines I don't think I'll do that since I'm already over the hour I kind of like to stay at an hour because um, I just think it's 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 easier on everybody <laughs> If you kind of stick to to your time slot, because some folks are are dedicated to other uh, YouTubers and other broadcasters that um, I don't like to run over into their time and make people choose or have to leave early. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about today that maybe we'll get to on Friday was just the different change in routines because of the holidays. I don't have the first Christmas decoration up in the house other than in the guest room, which probably the way it's looking, we may not have any guests over the Christmas holiday. So I did, uh, I did get that room tidied up a little bit, dusted up a little bit. I mean, we hadn't had any may in there, but I went in and I dusted a little bit and changed up, put the Christmas, little tiny ceramic Christmas tree up and, and a few things. Um, <clears throat> in the room, flip the calendar over for December because I knew we wouldn't have anybody before December 1st. So I did get that taken care of. But if you got this far, I hope today's uh, discussion, today's broadcast was uh, informative to you. And if you would, please, uh, whatever platform you're using, however you choose, however it asks you to show how you like it, whether it's click the little hearts or click the thumbs up or however it is, I hope you will do that. If you have never subscribed to the broadcast, I hope you will do that. And please, please share this, uh, this page or this uh, channel with your friends and say, you know, there's a little bit of good information this lady talks about. This woman from West Virginia, the West Virginia woman, as I kind of <laughs> claimed <laughs> at uh, when I started the broadcast uh, last year. Um, so please share it around and uh, check the links. Check the links. Don't forget the gives and go for the church uh, and the Christmas giveaway information there. And, uh, and I hope you have found something today that may help you, or may help you understand something that somebody else is struggling with. And I appreciate your time and I appreciate you being here. And I hope you will say hello. And I know I just keep going on and on and on and you want me to hush up and I'm going to do that now. So thanks a lot, my friends. And we hope to see you again on Friday, Friday at 10, if all goes well. We'll see you then. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye bye.